we're talking about the various various people can do in Olam Chaveri. We spoke about that in our story. Saying things are hurtful. And now he gets to the next point. That is, it says, "Be'inyan nesinus ha'etza," regarding giving advice. The end of the Torah is kindly, but if the ever it is in mutual, the pasuk says, "Don't literally put a stumbling block in front of people to blame." And what doesn't just mean uh, in the literal sense. And you see a blind man walking on the road, and you put a rock in front of him, he's going to trip over it. But it means if they swim with which means a person who, in which any any area, in that area he's blind. So to give him advice which is going to trip him up or to cause him to make a mistake is included in the answer. For example, Amalakha, if he's going to ask you, Bastani Maurakuna, can this lady marry a coin? Altamalak Shaira, be an Elsura. Don't say she's kosher when she's not. Or, Alatulukha Isa, he's asking for advice. Altitana Isa Shaira, again, I don't give him advice which isn't good for him. And especially if a person wants to benefit themselves at someone else's expense by giving that advice. So you don't tell him, I think you should sell your field and buy a donkey when I want the field. But so you're going to go around his back and take the field from him. And Shema Toma, giving him good advice, says the Apostle, Hashem knows the M is what you think, it's the name of Yerasim Lekecha. The end of the Apostle of Lef Neem is the name of Yerasim Lekecha, and the Kodesh Baruch knows what your real intention was. Whether a person is which means he's really giving somebody else bad advice because he stands to benefit from it, or even something he's not going to benefit from, but nevertheless, is the advice he's giving isn't good advice. The person has to know that if someone's asking good advice, he has to answer him with the MS, which is clear. Now, there's two different Yetzirahs here. And he's, he's, again, we're talking about the Kiyos, which means, what would the underlying cause of the Chet be? So he's describing two different things. The one is that a person gives advice, which might not be the best advice for the person who's asking, but the man says, I have a certain interest, and therefore I'm, I'm doing what's best for me, even if it's not what's best for them. And now I can justify explaining why I think that for them it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't bad, as the Bible says, Hashem knows what you're really thinking. And therefore, Hashem knows it is your real motivation to do something which is good for that person, even if you could, be, could justify why, why, you, why you're saying it's good for that person, or is it really you're doing something which is good for you, and because they're relying on you, you're going to direct them accordingly. And this is a real, real Yetzirah, because it's very hard for a person not to feel his own again in something. And therefore, when, a per- when someone else asks advice, and now they're in a position where I can, they'll listen to me. For me to think of um, what I'm suggesting is 100% in their interests and doesn't affect me at all is very difficult. For example, that's an IV yeshiva. And someone comes to ask me advice about uh, yeshivas. Now, well, I'm definitely a gabidavar if I want this particular person to come to them by me. So then, of course, he's going to ask to another place. I'm going to say, hey, it's not so good, you know, there's this problem, there's that problem. Because really, um, I have in mind, maybe if I knock the other options, will come to me. Or it could be the other way around as well. Could be, even if it's not going to come to me, but I don't want my competitor to get an uh, advantage. So I'm going to try and angle them away from where I would consider my eco, my eco competition to be. Because I don't want them to get the advantage. Or whatever other cheshpun a person can have. 
and therefore to give advice in an area where a person has to think very carefully, am I, uh, am I all okay in this, and, or am I giving advice which is solely for the benefit of the other person? It's difficult. It's difficult, especially because people normally ask someone for advice in an area of that person's expertise. You're not going to ask someone for advice in an area they know nothing about. And now if it's an area of, of my expertise, it's probably an area I have my own opinions in. And therefore, it's very hard for me not to give what I think, but to think what's best for the other person. Because if, if this is the field which I'm involved in or I know about, so of course I, ha- I have what I prefer or where I think I'm going to gain something, where I think it's what, I'd like, what I would like. And to be able to see beyond that and really think what's best for the other person is difficult. That's the first level of the key which is necessary. The second level of the key which is necessary is, and it is when he says afterwards, that even in the case the person doesn't have the Nagir, but there's another Nagir. And the Nagir is, somebody's asking for advice. And therefore, I want to give them advice. And uh, to say, I'm sorry, I don't know, I can't help you, well, it's like, it's letting them down, it's in a way letting me down as well. And therefore, it's very easy for me to give advice thinking, of course, you asked me, I want to help you. But I'm not convinced that maybe I'm the best person to give advice, or I know enough to answer them, or I know the best answer for them. And if that's the case, uh, it's true, when I'm approached, so I'm at big Nagir, that I'm no, not to say I don't know, or I can't help you. It's a big Nagir to suggest something and say something, even if I don't really know what the right thing is to do. Even if I don't really know what the, what's the best advice for them. It's a, because if, if it's, it's a certain pride that if a person's asking me, it means they think I can, give them, I can help them. It's let them down, let myself down, I don't want to do. In cases sometimes, maybe by most people, this doesn't get to cases of like, criminal negligence, but there have been stories like that. A person goes to a doctor for advice. And of course, like anybody else, the doctor feels he asks me advice that. And it's a field which wasn't his expertise, and giving bad advice has killed patients. And again, it's it's a it's a new sign. A person has to be know himself well enough, and that is, am I convinced that I know the other person, and I know what I'm doing is right, and I know that I'm doing what's best for them? Or is there a certain pride that if a person asks me, I don't want to say I don't know, or I can't help them, and therefore I'm going to suggest something, even if I don't know if it's necessarily the best thing for them. And that's that's the second point he says. Even if it's not that I can see where I have it again. But the in fact that not to say nothing is in the game. There's a very famous story they say about Anna Tamir al Khasim Saifa that uh, in the town where he was the Rav, so a number of the, 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 the more from elements of the town started having tanyas on the Shaykh. The Shaykh wasn't enough for Yeh Shemaim, and the Shaykh wasn't enough for Bakin Halacha, and maybe something kept enough for the knife, and whatever else it was. And they wanted to depose the shaykhat. So they came to the rock. And they asked him, what, these are the problems of the shaykhat. You know, he's responsible for the kashas, so everyone is eating the meat in the town. We want to, we want to depose him, we want to get a different shaykhat. So they asked him, look, you know, I understand your issues, but they're humorous, whatever it is. It's not something which you can say he's possible to be a shaykhat for. So you can't just take away his parnasa. So they said, okay, we'll find him another job instead. And then would the Rav agree that if we find him a different job, that uh, we, can, we, can, we can get him to resign as a shaykh. So yeah, that I agree to. Okay, so <laughs> they looked hard and looked around, and eventually they found him some other kind of a job, which was also famous for the salary, and they went to shaykh and said, listen, we, know, we have quit, we, whatever, we can't do another parnasa, and without making a, a whole protest about it, and the whole 
public thing, but that is a quietly resign to Sheikh and take himself to the position, we don't have to make a whole fight with you about the fact that you want you out of the job. So the Sheikh says, I have to think about it. Okay, no problem. So, the Sheikh went to the other job. On the other hand, I'm the Sheikh. It's the position of the Sheikh, whatever it is, it's the other job. If not, maybe it's less confrontational, what should I do? I think that under no circumstances should we give a position to the Sheikh. It's a much more harsh of a job, and it's a much more important job, and it's a much more guaranteed for us, so for sure don't give up your job to the Sheikh. Okay, so Sheikh goes back to people. He says, listen, you know, I thought about it, and I decided I'm not giving up the job to the Sheikh, I'm staying the Sheikh. So they said, why did you decide? I said, well, I'm not to do something to us, no? And so they told me to do so it. It was a big shock to them, because they had been to the realm, so his original way to unseat the Sheikh. They go to the rabbi. They say, then Rabbi, what's going on over here? We came to talk to you. And yours was your idea to find the sheikh at another job. And so now, we, now he did it, and it was very hard to find something else. And you get, you got advised the sheikh not to take it. How can you do that? So Rabbi says, I'll tell you. So the sheikh came to me so, and asked him what he should do. So of course I also felt that the sheikh, no, we should depose him and find somebody else. But then I had a real dislike because he's asking me for advice. So now he's asking for advice, I have to tell him what's best for him. So even though I want him out and you want him out, but to tell him something which is not in his best interest, it's against the Torah. The Torah says you can't give somebody bad advice. And if I, then I, if I said, I have to think about it, because I have to be able to detach myself from the picture and really think what's the best advice to give him. And what could I do? When I thought about it, fact, the best advice for him was to tell the Sheikh. That's what I had to say. Now, it's a nice story, but that brings up this point. And that is very often the person actually says, of course, I'll scheme this whole plan. Of course, I'm going to tell you to, 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 give, up, to give up the job. But it, it's being over and it's a derisa. It's being over and it's a derisa. Someone came to ask you for advice. You have to give him the advice which is best for him. Even if it's worse for me. Even if it's not what I, I, I was the whole one who set this up to try and get you out of the position. But the man said, I can't give you advice which is bad for you. And therefore, that's, like I said, there's sometimes that, un, that negia in what's going on. Business not themselves very well. That if I'm being asked for advice, I, I have to be able to give advice completely from the point of view of what's best for the person asking. And if I can't do that, I can't give advice. And I can't give advice because I, I'm not, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm not convinced that the aids I'm giving is a good answer, I'm being over and useful. But it's not, that, that, that's the second point. There's a third point. And there's a deal which is said in the Gemara, which, he, which the Mishnah quoted, and that is, the Altitan the Eitzah She'ena Higen Islai. And that is, it has to be the advice which is right for him. Because sometimes it's just generic. Yeah, this is a problem, this is what you do. Okay. And sometimes if it's the one answer for everybody, then I know what the answer is. Just like if someone would call me up and say, uh, Doctor, these are my symptoms, what do I do? So I know that clearly you have symptoms of this thing, take this medicine, it'll be okay. But sometimes it's something which is more complicated than that. And in order to give the person the right advice, I have to know him. And I have to know what's best for him. And therefore, there isn't just the one word answer which, which answers everything for everybody. It's the answer again is low, which means I have to know the person well enough to know am I giving him advice which is the right advice for him. And that's the case once again. If I don't know the person well enough, I can't offer them advice. I can't offer them advice because I don't, I don't know whom I, who, who I'm talking to. And therefore, I don't know what I'm meant to be telling you, what's the right thing for you to do. So I can't give advice. To give advice if I don't know the people is a very dangerous thing to do. 
I went saw the Asher Chaykin yesterday this question. And I asked him, in a respectful way, obviously, but he said, you've never seen before, come in front of me for three seconds. And they tell you the Torah says that, what should they do? How can you advise a person where you don't know them? You don't know the story, you don't know the background, you don't know all the factors involved. Are you not even going to ask them all of that? Just on the second, you give them and tell them what to do something. Uh, yeah, well, how can you give advice to someone where you don't know what the story is? Because the Maisa is, and it is trying to give advice. Now, this is true. If somebody's going to ask you for advice which is Mexican, no, of, a, of an important nature, you have to know a lot of that information. You can't just render a decision in a second. Uh, for example, uh, someone comes to, and says, now I'm thinking of, li- of uh, I live in America, I have my friend lost them, I have family there, I'm thinking of moving to Israel. Should I or shouldn't I? Well, that, that's a big question. And even to try to tag on such a question, you have to know the person's story, and his financial story, and his family story, and what, he's going, what he was doing there, and what he's going to do here. You know, you can't just say yes, no in one second. How, how do you know what the, what the right advice meant? So I'll find out this question. Who asked One of his Mukharab, which is one of those last native books, which I've read, I can write a lot of questions and just got his answers. And his answer was, everybody knows that they're coming to ask me a question and asking for advice, because they know I don't know them. They ask me for a bracha. So that I'll give them. And I'll give them a scroll to get the bracha. So I'll say, if you, if you, keep, uh, you keep the generator on Shabbos, or you don't cut your pace, or you don't cut your beard, or you do this, or you do that, there are ways to give them. Be mach and I'll give you a bracha. No one's expecting advice from me. That's what he wrote. And he's right, because if you can't give advice if you don't know. And they would say, do this, Hashem should help. We ask him for the bracha, I gave him the bracha. But it's, uh, but it's, it's not the same thing as the person who's asking you for advice, and if that's the case, you have to know them well enough to be able to know what's the right advice for them. Material. Sha'am the Torah, also if that is the Torah understood the way Ramayim, dishonest people think. The left is the shift in the askin, shi'at, so it's a shi'at, we're not talking about a case where someone's giving you such obviously bad advice that even the person asking would realize that, it's just, that you tell them to do something stupid. And then the Chachamim in the Hora, we talk about people who are Chachamim. The Chachamim in how to do bad, they'll give uh, advice to their friends, from what it seems in the surface, the friend is going to think about it, he thinks it actually makes a lot of sense. That's very good advice for me. But Achsaifa Inyan, but really, at the end of the day, it comes out bad for the person asking for the advice, and the person giving the advice is going to benefit. And then, okay, no, that's what Chazal said. You might say, what do you mean? I gave him good advice. He himself thought it was a good idea what I told him. Because Hashem knows the real reason why a person is doing something. And that's why there's a certain profession, which the this should be awesome. And that is, people who paid, so to speak, as advisors, but they get paid by the people that they're recommending, they get a kickback. And if you recommend me, I'll give you 10%. I'll give you something back in return. A person like that is automatically possible to give advice. Because I've, I have an Nagiya Badava. I have an Nagiya Badava, and therefore, I, I have an interest of why I want to suggest something, because I know where I'm going to make money from it. Why I'm going to get something in return. And if that's the case, I, I, I'm, I'm, I can start off with, with the Hanach of that I'm not really giving the best advice to the person asking me because I know here that I have a certain interest involved now we're, we're calling it a case where it's a shaykh there are lots and lots and it's very prevalent for example a shaykh now anybody has a daughter in and taking a year, two years, three years and they're starting to get anxious so I go to the shaykh and say listen your normal fee is $2,000, $3,000 $5,000 make a 10 I'll pay more. Find me a good shidduch, I'll pay, 
I'll pay you ten thousand dollars. Okay. Now the shaykh meets a boy, and he's thinking, who's the right boy to set this girl? Who's the right girl to set this boy up with? So I know girl number one, who I think would be a perfect match for him. They're really similar. They're very, very. I think it would, would be very good for each other. But on the other hand, girl number two is offering me ten thousand dollars. So why not try? I didn't tell him to get married. Let me just set them up, and then see if they like each other. If it goes well, I, I'm, I told him to get engaged. I just introduced them to each other. Now, and that, can you blame the shakha? There's a very strong negir. But on the other hand, are you giving a person the best... You're relying on the shakha to do that's her best the job. You're relying on the shakha. And if that's the case, he really should be thinking, he really should be thinking, who's, who, who's the best candidate I have for him? Who's, and then, not just because I'm going to get more from this person and I think it's a good shot. No, I don't think it's the best idea I have. I have somebody better. If I'm going to be honest with myself, and honestly, Hashem knows what I'm really suggesting, I have to have a kind of negir. And that's one example. There are other examples also. A lot of examples of, especially uh, in the last few weeks, I've been a little bit more involved in this, in the world of Yeshivas. There's a tremendous amount of this kind of thing. Because it's, it's a game. That every Yeshiva Gdaila wants good boys from Yeshiva Gdaila. Now, if that's the case, so there's a kind of a deal. If you send me your good boys, then I'll take the boys you want me to take. And if you don't, then I won't. So now we need each other. Because you want to get your boys into your good yeshiva gedoyla. Your good yeshiva gedoyla wants the good boys. So let's make a deal. You, t- you, you tell me the five best boys in the yeshiva, I'll take one of them. Then you're happy that you got your five boys into a good place, I'm happy I've got five good boys in my yeshiva. And let's say one of those boys, I don't think it's the right yeshiva for him. I think another yeshiva would be better. But the yeshiva gedoyla is telling me, I need five boys. So I want to convince him to go to this place because it helps me with my cheshbon and how to deal with everybody else. And... And uh, it's not in the interest of the Talmud. Yesterday, you're giving someone the advice you know is not the right advice for him. But I have, I have a problem, and, I have to deal, and I'm using you to solve my problem. Yeah, it happens. And uh, that, that, that's what I'm saying. And that is that this is, even if a person could convince himself, and maybe even convince you why it's a good idea. But Lemaise, he knows it's not. I'm not. I don't have your best interest at heart. I have my cheshbon at heart. And this happens in other cases too, in the opposite direction. Let's say I have a time in my yeshiva. He's been there for four years. And he's doing really well. And of course, if he would leave the yeshiva, we would lose a lot. Of course, every yeshiva wants to have good boys and serious boys and brings up the level of the yeshiva. And the father comes to ask, maybe should I go to a different yeshiva next time? Or should I stay in yeshiva? It takes a lot of guidance to be able to think what's best for him. Is it best for him to stay or is it best for him to go? It's best for the shiva that he should stay. That's for sure true. But he's asking advice. You have to be able to think what's best for him. Even if it's not best for me. I always say that first person, the Fasak, in Torah says, L'chul ba'im shimuli, yes Hashem al-Amedchem. If I can tell my boys to go, then I can teach you Yerushalayim. Because if I'm honest enough for myself, that I can say go, then I can say you can listen to me. Because yes Hashem al-Amedchem, I can teach you Yerushalayim. If I'm not going to be honest, and I'm going to tell him to stay, when it's not the right thing to do, then I'm... I don't know you're a myself. So I can't teach anybody else. But uh, it's a takani side. And I'm just going to say, it's takani side. And therefore, a person, whenever a person comes to him to ask for advice, the first question always has to be, number one, am I in a position where I can honestly give this person advice? And number one, and number two, do I know them well enough to give them the advice which is right for them? And if not... And I'm strong enough to say, I'm sorry, I'm not the person that can help you. Either I don't know enough, or 
I'm too involved. I'm too involved, and therefore I don't feel I can I can detach my nagia from the story here. I'm not a day. I'm not being a fair day. So how can anybody give advice? That's the side of that's the side of Moshe Mishra. But you have to you think when what's best for somebody else, you have to give them the advice which is best for them. And now he says, Now we just said, how much people are trapped in this area every day? Well, they want to make money, and that's what causes them to make a mistake. And let's give one, we spoke about Shalchanim, we spoke about Yeshivas. Let's give an even more prevalent example. I go into the store, and I ask the storekeeper, give me advice, what, should, what model should I buy? Right? I need to buy a new refrigerator, or I need to buy a new watch, or a new car, whatever it's going to be. Advise me, what do you think I should buy? It's a real big mistake. Because the storekeeper has a hundred nagias on what he wants, me to, wants to sell. It's the model which you can't get rid of, it's the model that analyzes the problem. It's, he's going to get a kickback from the company if he sells more of their machines, or whatever it's going to be. And now he has to be honest enough to say, he has to be honest to say, I want to look at it just from your point of view, what's best for you, even though I know that I have a hundred years. And uh, to, to, not to be able to advise a person wrongly because it helps me, but to think completely what's right for them is very difficult. Is it the evil task in such a question? People have years. And the problem is, like I said, no, you have to ask advice. That's another example of the same problem. Now, I'm a Christ, but God, the ancient Gos of Aurur, Mashke, Ever Madarch. It's not Stamilab, there's also a Mephorish Eastern Aurur. A person gets a curse for being Mashke, Ever Madarch, for misleading the land along the way. And therefore, what should a person do? Achzais, Yachavis, or Adam, or Yasha. And therefore, what a person is Yasha, his responsibility is Kashe Yava, Ishta, is Yahid's fight. When a person comes to ask for advice, you must tell the other person to do exactly what he would have done, exactly the same thing. Only to look at it from the point of view of what's good for the person who's asking the advice. Not for any other reason, whatever, whatever it might be good or bad or however distant that might or might be for me. I'm looking at it completely from the point of view of if I was in the situation, what would I do? Now, like we said, the, that's only the first part, because that's assuming that we're all the same in this. If the, for some reason the person asking the advice is different in this area, then I have to think what's best for him. I can't ask what I would do, that's me. Maybe he's different. And then if it's exactly the same for both of us, you want to know what's the best model for it, then, then I would have to what would I, be honest with myself, what, what would I choose for myself? But if he's asking for something which is more individualized, then I have to know him. And they have to give him the best advice, which is what's right for him to do. Yeah, that's the right question. And have to ask him, based on understanding what your, what your needs are and what, what you think is important, that's what I have to find for you. Does this apply to children? You're children. You can't mislead your children. You can instruct them. How old are we talking about? Any age. I can instruct them in, in certain ways, but they have to listen to me. So I can say, I want you to go to bed now. I'm not advising him, I think it's the right thing for him to do. I'm telling him I want him to do it. But uh, if, you, if, it's, if it's a question of advice, then the idea of advice is looking from the point of view of the person asking, and I have to think what's right for him. Only at an age when a kid is asking you advice, but if it's a child, you're just like, mm, I don't know, making sure he does what he wants him to do. Uh, well, that, the Hanukkah is, what I want him to do isn't bad for him. No, of course not. Okay, so then I'm going to have to want him to do things which make it easy for me. It doesn't have to be mad. You're misleading somebody who wouldn't want that as an answer. I'm not misleading him because he's not asking for anything. If I was anti and I wanted to go to bed, well, I want him to clean up the room for me. I can tell him to do it for me. That's not a problem. It's not misleading him because I'm instructing him. I'm, I'm telling him what I want him to do. If you mislead your child, 